They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? I'm not crazy. hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Truth. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to a very... No, stop, stop, stop. Stop right there. Just... Okay. Just just take a second and listen. Okay. I don't hear anything. Exactly. God. Isn't it amazing? I, uh, okay, I, I see what you're getting at. <laughs> David and I are broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, also known as Chicago, with a Stargate to parts unknown Colorado. And we're doing it, as he's alluding to, without the quote-unquote help of the bots. They're with John this week for court-mandated visitation. Oh, my God. Mandated because neither of you wanted him, so the court said you both had to take turns keeping <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes justice sucks, but uh, our guests this week don't suck. Hey, hell of a transition there, bro. <laughs> I bet your ass it was. Uh, a plus, my friend. <laughs> those broadcast classes are paying off there, Monty. <laughs> so, David, uh, tell our listeners who we have in store for the first time. This week on Hysteria 51. My pleasure. We are welcoming in Amber Rose Hammond. Uh, For over 20 years, Amber Rose has been researching the supernatural, weird, and offbeat history of Michigan. She is an avid local history and cemetery enthusiast, and she's lectured extensively around the state of Michigan at libraries, conferences, and historical cemetery tours, all kinds of stuff. And she shared her love of Michigan's weird side with thousands. <laughs> She's Truth. the author of Ghosts and Legends of Michigan's West Coast, Wicked Ottawa County, Wicked Grand Rapids, and now Mysterious Michigan. Oh, man, she keeps this up. She's going to write as many books as we have. <laughs> They're most erotic fiction that we do, and they never get published. But, you know, we write them. We write them. <laughs> we yeah. write them, you know. It's not a question of whether it's written or not. So <laughs> no. don't question us on that. You hear me? Don't you dare question me. You sons of bitches, how dare. I actually met Amber Rose through you, actually, and yeah, your other yeah. show, Quiz Quiz Bang Bang. Her and I were a team together uh, not too long ago, and that's going to come out, I think, later this month on your show. Yeah, it should be. I, it, when this comes out, it should probably be within the week. Awesome. Maybe Perfect even a few days. So, so yeah. she really impressed me. She was awesome. Uh, way, way smarter and can remember things on the fly way better than I can. So oh, thank yeah. God that she was my partner. How did you meet her? Because you've had her on blurry photos before. I have. Yeah. She is a, a co-host of ghostly talk podcast. And, um, I had her on, uh, with, um, her partner, Scott to talk about, uh, EVPs and that, that was, this is like COVID times. I think it was just a couple within the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's great. She's wonderful to work with. Uh, she's smart. She's funny. Um, she knows her stuff and she's got a real passion for this type of, uh, uh, lore and history. And I, it really resonates with me. So he likes her so much. If this was 1960, he wouldn't even want her to have to have a lobotomy. 
I mean, that's, that's right. what we're talking about. That's I, awesome I would just is. put up with her bulls <laughs> stuff. I forgot there might be children listening. <laughs> Bull stuff. Bull stuff. Thank you her womanly much. shenanigans, let's say. <laughs> No, she's awesome. She's smart. <laughs> and uh, she is an avid speaker lecturer. Uh, if you go to her website, please do. You'll find links to it in the notes. She's speaking at schools, at cons, at uh, libraries, like every week, multiple times, on top of her cemetery tours that she does. So mm-hmm. holy cow, good for her. She mm-hmm. is uh, out there. Just slamming Busted. away in, uh, all over Michigan. You know, she focuses. Yeah, now she's over Michigan. That's mm-hmm. right. She's Busted she makes you feel good. So. <laughs> Sometimes it does. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to go to break real quick and we come back. Amber Rose is going to join us and we're going to talk all that goes bump in the night in and around in on and around Michigan. That's mm. coming up after the break on Hysteria 51. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, it's like. What are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Someone, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope your butts are prepared. You have no time left to do it because we are welcoming in author Amber Rose Hammond. Uh, She has just written Mysterious Michigan, as we have set up before this. We've got her here now. We're going to talk to her about this book. Amber Rose, how the hell are you? Welcome. I'm pretty good. I love that. I love that introduction, like about the butts. That's really good, David. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine is taught. We warned him. I just like using the word taught. So 
Not even quite sure what that means, but I just wanted to say that my butt is taut. I could lose a quarter in this butt. <laughs> I uh, what I should have said it, is but I'll my, lose it. my butt is mysterious because I'd be more on <laughs> on brand. <laughs> anyway, enough about my butt. Amber Rose. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. I know you've been on with Dave before on on uh, blurry photos, but it's your first time on Hysteria Fifty One. Welcome. It is. I'm so excited. I your podcast is so awesome, and you have so many cool guests and topics. Um, oh. already, my, my cat is already excited because he's already jumped up on my podcast table and he's coming towards me. <laughs> he's like, who are these fools? I don't like their voices. My little <laughs> Your animal can't sense evil. <laughs> <laughs> you're making us look bad over here. You're chugging out books. You're constantly doing lecture tours and things like that. Um, I'm sitting in my basement most nights eating pizza. So no, that's accurate for me too. You make me sound more important than I am. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do. This is my fourth book, but it's, I, the, my last book I wrote in like 2014, it's been a hot second. And I thought, Hey, let's do like a pandemic project. What a loser. Only a book every eight years. <laughs> 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 so I thought let's work on something while we're all locked in a basement. And ooh, that wasn't really a good idea. Like I am. ADD. I don't take any medication, never have for it. And just sitting there in your basement trying to work on something and you're just constantly distracted by like cat, snacks, husband, <laughs> toys. Let's rearrange that. Oh, let's look at that book. And it, it was a challenge. It was a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> well, when you do this, so this is your fourth time. So you, I know it's been a little while, but you, you've, you've done this. What's when you go like your, your newest one, you're you know, looking at the mysteries, how mysterious Michigan is. What is your your process like? How do you approach something that's that daunting of a task? It would be to me, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. This this book, I for years, my hobby, my side hobby, because I I've always had a job that's allowed me to sit in front of a computer and have downtime where I can do something cool, like search old newspaper indexes, or sit on Ancestry, or just look at oh, weird nice, stuff yeah. on the internet. And so I would, for years, I like 15 plus years, I've been searching through newspapers, just collecting endless stories that I find are weird. And then going from there, because you can just keep just spidering out from there and looking up other weird stuff. And this book was just a collection of these miscellaneous stories that I have found over the years. Didn't know what to do with them, where how to, how to put them into something. And then I wanted to also create a book that I'm getting older. Like, I'm not ancient by any means. You know, I'm 41. <laughs> but I did a talk for Grand Valley State University, which is my alma mater. And it was for this. This guy was doing this amazing art class where he was talking about, like, the occult and paranormal and how it influences art. And all the kids had to pick something within the paranormal and apply it to their art project. And I was like, oh, my God. If I was there and this class was there, mind blown. But he had me come, like, do a Zoom talk for his class during the pandemic. And I'm sitting there doing my usual spiel talking about ghosts in West Michigan and stuff, which I'm just numb to now. Like a lot of it doesn't spook me out at all. I'm just yeah. telling the story. And I see all the kids in the chat start going, oh, my God, she's talking about the Ada Witch. I just checked it out last night. I saw something. And someone else is like, I just got the chills. And I'm like, what? how? And it just reminded me, oh, my God, there is a younger generation that this stuff is all new to them, just like it was once new to me. Right. And I wanted to include stories that have been long been my favorite 
but kind of add my twist to it or extra research or maybe how it was poorly researched in 20 years ago. Let's let's put the correct research in there. And nice. so I feel like the book is a combination of like really brand new stuff that people have never heard of and then some fan favorites. So I think it's good for like like the experienced person in paranormal history and you know the person that's brand new to it. But my process is just collecting that information and then trying to find as much out as I can about it through every so I try to exhaust all the sources I can. Um, and sometimes my sources are very limited, um, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to genealogy and stuff. Sometimes like people just drop off the face of the planet and you find what you find and that's it. But it's just collecting that information and then trying to put it in some type of somewhat enjoyable, readable format. <laughs> I think you succeeded at yeah. that very much because I, well, I, I appreciate how much history is in uh, the book. Uh, you you did a lot of research into uh, the beginnings of stuff. So you tell the story, but you also give uh, uh, just a heck of a lot of background on it and put it all into context with what was going on and how it relates to Michigan and, you know, the the main figures, the players that were big at the time and stuff. And it's it's really enjoyable because there is a ton of information that you can learn from instead of just being like, well, people saw some ghosts yeah. and that might be weird, you know? So it's like, <laughs> I, I really appreciated the amount of information uh, that goes into this as well. David. Yeah. That's what I'm a total nerd for. Like, I feel there is so much <laughs> behind like the history and hauntings and to show how often the supernatural has played a part in our history, no matter what state you're in, it's there. It's yeah. It's in every area across the globe. The supernatural has somehow affected something in a really cool, weird way. Um, and it's, ugh, I love that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's so wild how much it, it was in play with uh, the spiritualist movements and oh, yeah. like people's wills and yep. uh, <laughs> just murder trials, all yep. that stuff. Yep. It's amazing. Yeah. When the, when you can test a will because spirits were involved, I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> I'm on board. I, oh my God. I love that story. And I, back around 2012, I was researching, oh, what was I doing one night? Well, I want to know if the Fox sisters of spiritualism mm -hmm. fame had ever toured Michigan or made a stop somewhere while they were doing like their, their medium thing. And I found out that Margaret Fox was indeed in Detroit, but it wasn't to do a show or anything. She was sucked into a trial for Eber Ward, which was Michigan's and Detroit's first millionaire and one of the richest men in the Midwest. He was an, like an industrial titan of like back in the day, helping usher in all of that stuff because he had his foot in the door when it came to mining, lumber, uh, shipping, everything, everything. Railroads, and, yeah. Railroads. And then he's With largely all the monopoly forgotten. pieces. He had them all. Yes, yeah, he had exactly. <laughs> he exactly. He also won ten dollars in a uh, beauty contest. He even one had time Marvin Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he 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 did everything, and he got his advice by going to mediums. He would go to seances, and he would get advice on what mind to buy, where to, what business move to make next. And then what really angered his family was when he would use spirits to help dictate his will. And when you have $120 million at the time of your death, which is just an astronomical amount, and that's in today's dollars, $120 million, um, 
it's and of course he got remarried so he has his first family <laughs> they're all adults and then he goes yep. and after he divorces that woman 60 days later he marries a woman half his age imagine that it was true love he, so stop oh yeah it. Stop oh, yeah. that. And, she, <laughs> and of course they have two kids and then she fights she's fighting for all of his money and the what what was bonkers is as someone in the 21st century that's going back and reading this stuff you know what mediums ward was talking to that were utter frauds like some of your listeners might be familiar with the name henry slade and Slade was a notorious like sham medium. He came up with the whole concept of um, slate writing where you'd have these little messages show up on chalkboards. And the whole thing was just slate of hand. Do you but, think he he intended it to be called Slade writing? I, you know, I know it's kind of funny. Slate, Slade. I know. I always think kind of chuckle at how like close that is. Damn it. Enunciate. <laughs> <laughs> But he would go to him, and I know that dude was a fraud. And he was busted time and time again over his career, but he just never quit because there's always going to be the believers no matter what. And so he was at the trial attesting to what was, you know, he did for Ward during the seances, what was said. And then you got Margaret Fox coming and talking about what she did for Ward and said and how she directed the spirits towards his will and then you got these other mediums that were pretty cool. Some of them I do feel were legit or were more honest, uh, felt what they did was genuine. At least they believed it to be genuine. And really, I think poor Eber Ward was being manipulated much more by the living than the dead because it's pretty much been proven that um, at least his wife, well, his wife and his son, I believe, were paying these mediums knowing that Eber was going to go to one of their seances and ahead of time slipping them some cash saying, you know what? Eber's coming. Um, please tell him to give me the lumberlands that my oh. ancestors and my spirits on the other side really want that because, you know, that Ludington lumberland is really good. And of right. course, that's what Margaret or anybody else would then tell Eber during that seance session. And <laughs> one of the mediums that was a little more honest, uh, Emma Martin, she told Ward, hey, this guy offered me like $25,000, some ridiculous amount to get you to buy this particular mine over in Utah or somewhere. And she re you know, refused to do it. And she told Ward about it. So that just proves that people knew that they could manipulate this guy through this means. And I, you know, he was just forgotten because his assets were sold off so fast. His wife eventually, the second wife eventually remarried. So she loses the last name of Ward and then he's just gone and a footnote and people were a little, I think like, Ooh, that guy, maybe he was a little crazy. So let's just kind of forget him. You know, mm -hmm. I, I got a question for you. Do you think that the people that were telling him before the, when he made his money, you know, going to these consulting, these spiritualists, um, and they're telling him which mines and stuff and parcels of land and things to buy. Was he just getting lucky or were they just getting lucky? Or do you think there were like nine misses to every one hit and we just talk about the hits? It's possible. It's possible that that, that was happening. I know the one the one spirit he channeled or that his one his medium Emma Martin channeled was a German geologist nicknamed Cabbage John. And <laughs> Sounds very German. <laughs> Old Cabbage John. Yeah. <laughs> 
His real name was Bratwurst. Uh, I don't even know. Never mind. I'm not going to go down. I'm not going to get the eye, the the anger of our German listeners. <laughs> Good talk, everyone. My name is Cabbage John. Auf Wiedersehen. It does somehow feel culturally insensitive or weird. Like whenever I say it to someone, I'm like Cabbage John. Like I don't know. Something seems wrong about this, but it's so great. Such a great name. And and I. So I don't know. I don't know if really he was just genuinely getting good spirit advice from yeah. there's also that- there's also a uh, octopus that's picked like the last nine super bowl winners so you know <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> there are that's those th- you know who yeah. knows and, and i know ward had losses like he didn't he didn't make as much all this money without having a few losses so and yeah like you said that stuff isn't always reported i am totally geeked because I, what are the odds it's just synchronicity or it seems like when you start searching something and then all of a sudden someone else it gets in the collective ether and someone else starts researching and looking them up. And I ended up finding out that there is a professor over on the West side of the state that has written a biography on Eber Ward. That's not going to be out until November. So like a total nerd, I wrote him and was like, Oh my God, I'm so excited about your <laughs> book. And he was like, how did you hear about this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the only person that's probably written. I'm excited to read your book. Why? (laughs) That's what is wrong with you? (laughs) So I was excited about it. I'm probably the first to pre-order it and everything. But I know he's going to put in a lot of those historical details, like his money, his finances, um, stuff. The stuff that I don't necessarily care as much about, like all of shipping and you know railroads and. All that, but like, good. Water Someone breaks. else way smarter than me did that part. Awesome. I just want to focus on like the fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like the, yeah. the trial and the spiritualism. And then, hey, this is the kind of, I feel like this is my mission with people is that I introduce people to their local history or their state history in a really weird, fun, entertaining, spooky way. And then if you get into it, then you can go deeper and mm-hmm. go look up some more serious stuff or whatever. But I I know that it's a good gateway drug to history. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I, like I always make the joke that, you know, when I was a kid, I hated reading and doing research and writing papers. And now I do one a week, if not more, you know, <laughs> yeah, and who would yeah. know that now I love doing it. And then when I'm not doing research or, or digging around for stuff that is a specific topic for the show. I'm still reading and watching and looking up things in this world. I'm a, I guess a glutton for punishment or something, but uh, it is a drug and uh, it's a hell of a drug. Cause yeah, I I've been, you know, hook, line and sinker with it for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I'm just now ready to go to college. <laughs> like yeah. this is the type of stuff they wanted me to do back then. Yeah. And I had no idea what I was doing. Remember so. when they'd be like, you need 10 sources. And I'm like, how? Yeah. That's not even possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, and that's the part that I go to now in books. I'm like, I got to check out that bibliography. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's a sexy bibliography. Look at all those sources. <laughs> like I'm ge- I geek out over a good bib. Uh, I think that is a new that it was just birthed into the ether. Sexy bibliography. <laughs> Sh- show us your bibs. <laughs> oh God! Christ. Now I need a shirt that says. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, do you have anything else on the horizon? I mean, other than like the lectures stuff, are you working on another book? You're getting ready to to lock yourself in the dungeon with a pack of cigarettes and <laughs> pound it out. I can just see with an old old timey typewriter <laughs> for some reason. 
Um, I, I have other ideas I'd like to work on there. Um, in the end of the book, I mentioned an artist, a spirit artist, Marion Spore Bush. And I have had a lot of weird, just cool synchronicities with her as I've been researching her for years. And I'd like to do something more with her. Uh, and then I really want to write, like, I love, I'm a cemetery nerd. So yeah. I really, really, really want to work on something that focuses on cemetery lore and legend and history in the state. And so I've kind of started to map some stuff out with that. That's cool. And you do tours of cemeteries and stuff too, right? Yeah. We started doing, we call them wicked cemetery tours in West Michigan. And it was based off, I have two, two, two true crime books. See that fast. (laughs) I am not a big true crime fan, but while you're doing a lot of this research and you're going through these newspapers, you always find these stories that are just bonkers. And you're like, oh, I go, okay. And they're murders, <laughs> like crazy stuff, prostitution. And so those two books, my my book, Wicked Grand Rapids and Wicked Ottawa County, just because I'm originally from that part of Michigan, I just, those were easy to write. And it was fun getting the history out there. But then we started doing a cemetery tour based on the more notorious residents of some of the local and some of the local cemeteries in our Grand Haven area over there along Lake Michigan. And it's been fun. Like some people think they hear wicked cemetery tour and they, oh, they, you could, they read the description. I would think that just says, Hey, you know, a true crime cemetery tour. We still, every year we'll get people that show up and they, as soon as we say, by the way, this is not a ghost tour. And like, they just walk away. <laughs> like, how, wh- you're not Reasons interested in suckers. like murder. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. So, but it is another thing too, that just gets people excited. Then we'll have people come up afterwards and be like, you see that tombstone over there. Yeah. That was my creepy uncle. And here's what he did. <laughs> and it's stuff that we're not going to put on the tour. Cause it happened in like 88, but still yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, you know, hearing about it. You know, mm. I live right by, a crazy cemetery. So it's showman's rest is there right outside of Chicago where there's a huge train derailment, uh, in like 1900 and they buried the elephants and like all the performers. And they're kind of like in this huge, not all of them have names. It's just like clown number six oh, clown God. number. Six. It's crazy. And they have, um, elephant statues everywhere in the, in the, uh, in the, the graveyard. But, up until last year was the last one. Every year they did the International Clown Festival in the cemetery where clowns from all over the world would perform in the cemetery and people would come. When I moved up here, the first time I drove by, I thought it was a joke. I didn't understand. <laughs> clowns everywhere in a cemetery with children. Uh, it You can't even make that up. Google that when you have some time and just look at the photos and then try not to <laughs> cry. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard. I've heard of that that incident, but yeah. I had didn't know about the addition of the cemetery. And yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I drive by it every. It's on my way to the studio here, so I drive by it every day. And there's the big elephant statues and everything. Yeah, and it's it's pretty crazy, pretty creepy. Amazing. Yeah. I was um, I was very excited to see the non rouge in there because. Uh, oh yeah. He he had a pretty good run in the uh, Miss Cryptid contest. I think it was last year or the year before. And so, yeah, I was familiar with with him, and I, I loved uh, seeing his stuff uh, make it into the book. The Nine Rouge is a good one because that's a solid Detroit legend. It's like one of the oldest ones. And for any listener out there that's like, "What is that?" It means red red dwarf in French, 
And it's just, he's been known to be a little harbinger of doom. <laughs> he shows up and then everyone's like, oh no, something bad is going to happen. And there's, and I guess, but you know, bad stuff has happened allegedly, but then um, you guys might be familiar with John E.L. Tenney, who's like wonderful paranormal researcher extraordinaire. And he, for years has protested this Nyan Rouge parade that happens in Detroit that started over a decade ago. Because the parade started as this thing to push the Nyan Rouge energy out of the city of Detroit once and for all so we can usher in prosperity and all kinds of good stuff back to Detroit. And John Tenney says, no, don't push him out. He's actually Detroit's ancient guardian. <laughs> and the reason why he shows up before calamity is because he's trying to warn you guys, you idiots, that something bad is going to happen. So there's this kind of little two sides to the story. And when John first started protesting the event in good fun, like he had little signs that say support the short, um, love your dying, like goofy stuff. But like the the people that started it were like not happy with him. There was people showing up and they'd spit on him, almost punch him. Like he got into some weird stuff. And it's like, dude, this is like a legend from the 1700s. Like, calm down, calm down. They're they're all like, everyone knows our real protectors, RoboCop. (laughs) (laughs) OCP, OCP. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay, so that's the weird thing. There's always a strange paper mache RoboCop thing um, in the parade, too. So he does make an appearance. (laughs) (laughs) Little did they know if they pinataed that thing open, the non-rouge would be in there. Probably. It comes just scurrying out, scampering. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, crap. Here comes Calamity. He's like Detroit's own Mothman. Kind of, yeah, a little bit. Uh, he's, it's, it's cool that that legend has been embraced. I mean, you get a ton of people that show up at that parade and they're like, what the hell are we celebrating? Well, well, people do dress up like the devil. Like it's weird. Cause he was just described as like a little red dwarf, like kind of almost like a goblin like creature. Yeah. And then over time, he's kind of more represented as like, just sort of like, yeah, like your red faced traditional Satan, um, which it's fun. It's fun. But, uh, it's, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool thing that we celebrate this still um oh, what was i saying earlier oh yeah people show up to this thing and they're like we don't even know what the nine rouge is we're just here to drink and wear like a hot dog <laughs> costume so it doesn't like a lot of it doesn't make sense it's just a very very strange mardi gras type thing going on but mm. it's yeah. it's cool i'm just i'm glad it's been embraced and people still talk about it why are all yeah. these cryptids always harbingers of doom of one reason and what do i have to do in my life to be referred to as a harbinger I don't want to put that on my resume somehow. Uh, you, you should be like Jessica Fletcher. You just show up like, uh, and then there's a murder. And, there's just, and then you're like, oh, I guess I'll help solve this. The most prolific murderer in our time, Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> oh, another dead body, you say? Mm. <laughs> and, a, and a bingo hall? I'll have to go there. <laughs> I, did find, I did write about another cryptid uh, monster that showed up in Michigan called the, he's just kind of known as the Sister Lakes monster mm. or like the Dewey Lake monster. and. He was just, I I don't know, I guess he was like a Bigfoot type thing. But he shows up, like, speaking of Mothman, he's like our 1960s creature stomping around the state. And in mm. 1964, like, people started reporting seeing this, like, almost nine foot tall, maybe 500 pound, like, black hair covered creature with reflective eyes. And you got f- people that are working on farms that are hunters seeing this thing at night in their headlights going, that's where we 
that's not a bear. That's not an animal we recognize. Right. And all these phone calls start flooding the police department. And think about how many people probably didn't report things because they're just too embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And so this, the cops start going, okay, we got to check this out. And they had been getting reports for almost like a two to five years or something like that. Um, but now they suddenly increase. So they're like, oh, God, do we really have like some dangerous animal like out in the woods <laughs> mm-hmm. stalking the people of the Sister Lakes area, which is like this quaint, beautiful little tourist area in the summer. And so the cops started to go look and it, the word got out so fast that they had to stop their monster hunt at night because they had to start directing traffic because oh, wow. people started coming and going nuts. Like, where's the monster? We want to see the monster. <laughs> And it got carried away because you had everybody bringing in like handguns, uh, baseball bats, uh, all kinds of like. <laughs> There's something that's not hurt anyone in. out here. Let's kill it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is the human way. Exactly. And there was one guy. I, I know there was a quote, and I think I put it in my book about one of the police officers saying, "I'd feel safer if it was just me and the monster because <laughs> of everything that was going on." And then one of the stores. Uh, started because, of course, all the stores and the restaurants just jumped on this from a marketing perspective. They're like, oh, yeah, let's do monster sandwich specials, monster beer. Let's call our gas getaway gas and up the price. And then they, uh, one store, hardware store. <laughs> oh, sorry, made, that was funny. For some <laughs> they made a monster hunters kit for $7.95. And I, I find this funny because this was probably more marketed towards children. And they got a flashlight. They got a mallet. Wooden mallet. They got one arrow, a baseball bat, and a net. So I don't know. This is what you want to, I guess, approach a five hundred foot, nine foot, or five hundred pound, nine foot monster with. Like maybe, yeah, melee weapons. That's what I. Yeah, (laughs) everyone knows you take Bigfoot hand to hand, close quarters. You know. So he disappeared though. Like they never found anything. Like people speculate. Like made wild speculation about what it was. One of the weirdest ones was it's an escape circus gorilla. Cause that was a <laughs> I've heard common this. thing <laughs> to lose. And not no, a day no. goes by. They don't read about another escaped circus gorilla. <laughs> it's a pandemic in this country. Yeah. At least Michigan though. It's an area where you would think you would actually see a Bigfoot. You know, sometimes you hear about these, these and they're in the middle of like, you know, uh, a, a very, very urban area. The, at least Michigan is very, you know, still beautiful and wild. And and as yeah. I hear on the radio all the time, pure. <laughs> pure <laughs> pure Michigan. Tim Allen. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Tim. It's, no, it's, I, I do feel like this, if, it, if this was not a bear or some other weird creature that no one could somehow identify, it is possible that it was one of our, like, lovable local Bigfoots. Because the weird thing about this is people described it as either honking like a goose or making the sound of a crying baby. And if you will go into your Bigfoot research, um, they'll talk about a thing called mimicry, where these creatures have been Mm. known to mimic the sounds of humans or animals. And I think, well, okay, it does a baby because what's going to draw a human in like the sound of a baby. And then maybe it does a goose honking. Cause that's the most boring bird ever. And people are like, we're not interested in that. Or the most violent. Out. I don't know if you've ever been around a goose well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that not to be trifled. with. It, it tries the, to mimic the most savage animal it's ever met in its life, which happens to be a goose. <laughs> Sorry, David, go ahead. <laughs> no, the, uh, that's a, uh, that's a common theme in a lot of native American lore too yeah um it immediately makes me think of uh, pyramid lake out in i believe it's nevada um 
where they have the water babies in this uh, this little lake that has a rock kind of in the middle of it jutting out like a pyramid. And at night, you know, if you're around there at night, you hear a baby crying. You think, oh, you know, something uh, – there's a baby drowning down here on the shoreline. You run down there and then these little – creatures these little goblin like creatures crawl up and grab you and drag you into the to the lake and yeah it's all about the the baby crying and everybody and i've heard that with a lot of bigfoot stories too so yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty wild oh that stuff's spooky to me because i i i think it's funny how everyone like gets spooked out by ghosts and stuff like that but this moment you mention ufo or not ufos but well that too but Bigfoot or cryptids or something, they're like, oh, yeah, that doesn't exist or whatever. And I'm like, that's spookier stuff to me sometimes than ghosts these days. Like, mm. the first time I heard those, what is it, the the Moorhead sounds, Moorhead tapes? Um, It was on, Um, I was watching that David Politis uh, missing 411, The Hunted, or The Hunters. And they played this recording of what allegedly, I don't know if these, it was from the 70s, where these guys had a base camp somewhere and recorded these insane vocalizations and it just gave me the chills i'm is like that the, the sierra it, sounds is that yes the, yes that's yeah it, that's yeah it. okay yeah 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 yeah. that's it oh my god like those freaked me out when i heard those and that i don't know that's the kind of stuff i'll take a ghost or an apparition any day like i don't want to <laughs> run into that stuff yeah <laughs> yeah that's the you know it can even be i've even seen videos where people are camping or something there's elk or something in the and they're doing their mm. screams at night and if you don't know what it is yeah it's elk, terrifying yeah. but then elk when you crazy. record the and other people are like i don't know what that is <laughs> then that's even like ah oh, great glad i yeah. was there you know <laughs> good lord do you do any uh do you i i know like you do your lectures you do your graveyard tales have you done any like out in the woods, Bigfoot research or anything like that? No, nope. That is one thing I have never done. And I, I probably would do it. But like I just said, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I need to go look for Bigfoot or not. Because my luck, I'll be one of those people on <laughs> David Politis, uh Missing 411 books or Bigfoot something. should like, be looking for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, but it would be cool. It would be interesting to hear, like go out there and, and see if like you hear knocks or put like apples out there. Well, so you do that kind of stuff. And I'm like, something's going to eat this. How do I know Bigfoot ate it? Cause yeah. I know people will leave offerings or try to do like a bait pile. I'm like, that's just another animal eating that. I mean, right. I guess, <laughs> unless you put that trail cam out there and then see like, you know, a skunk ape come up and start eating it. Like, well, Oh, I grew up in the country on farmland and it does. You put food out, you turn your back. There's possums, raccoons, coyotes, <laughs> yeah. everything getting into it. So, you know, and it's also, you, like you said, you watch the shows and like, well, this tree's been over definitely squatchy yeah. like, or like, you know, it's just got pushed over, but you know, yeah, or eh. you just walk through that area. <laughs> yeah. One of the, <laughs> one of the two. Yeah. The thing we have in Michigan is like Dogman. Dogman is mm-hmm. a popular area here. And I know people that have sworn up and down and like trustworthy people I know that they've been driving up north and it'll be night and they have seen things stand up on two like hind legs and just walk off in the woods that way. And they were like super startled by it. So I don't, I mean, I don't know. And it sounds like something a youper would say. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had that in your pocket? Just waiting to wait to drop it this whole time. (laughs) No, she just set up North and uh, it was like, boom. Not yet. Not yet. There it is. I don't don't know if dog man, he's not as, he's not as, um, I don't know, seen 
down state where us trolls are, as the you would call us. <laughs> Under, Under the, the bridge. bridge. Yeah. <laughs> He's more popular in like northern Michigan and yeah, the UP. But yeah, the dogmen tales, they are kind of, of of crazy. And they are they're always like, you know, people are driving and they're like and like you said, it stands up and walks away. Or then mm-hmm. you got the not from Michigan, of course, but you've got the uh, the stories of them standing up like they're on break smoking at a Skinwalker yeah. Ranch and just hanging out, you know. So yeah. maybe they're not that scary. Maybe maybe they just need to take a puff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're smoking the wrong stuff. Yeah, I guess like. so. Maybe I was smoking before I saw them. One of <laughs> one, of, one of those things. I don't know. <laughs> well, if everyone wants to find you, what's the best place? Where should everyone go to buy your books, to read what you're doing, and of course to come see you live? Because you, like I said, you do so many, so many speaking engagements. Uh, you can find me at mysteriousmichigan.com or amberrosehammond.com if you want to send me an email. Don't be creepy. You can find me on <laughs> Facebook if you just type in Mysterious Michigan. Um, you can follow me on there. I don't really post a ton because I'm kind of cringy about social media, but. You know, it's there. I don't use Twitter because that's a dumpster fire area, but <laughs> you can find me in, you know, in all the usual spots. The best book I love, I really appreciate it when people buy the book directly from me because, of course, that helps support your in- local independent authors versus like, mm-hmm. you know, giving all the money to Amazon or, you know, bigger corporations. But also, you can always go to your local independent bookstore, which is also a great choice, and uh, order the book from there. It's from Arcadia Press, um, History Press. So it's it's available nationwide wherever you are. It's not just local to Michigan. Um, and yeah, and you can find me over at ghostlytalk.com where I uh, sometimes chat with my co-host Scott Lambert um, on our podcast and we talk about all things weird, spooky, and strange. You have the best tagline. Dead air never sounded so good. It, it that really is awesome. Is, yeah. It, <laughs> that, they did a contest back in... God, that's probably when the show first started within the first year or something. So probably in 2003 or four, I don't know. They did a tagline cast contest and that was the winner. And it was, it just, it still holds up after all this time. It's yeah. great. It's great. Yeah. I was like, I was like, it's one of those things you're like, why didn't I think of that? Dead air. What an <laughs> idiot. You know, <laughs> it's so easy. it was right there the whole time. No, and, that is awesome. Uh, and we're we're actually going to hear more from both you guys um, over on Quiz Quiz Bang Bang and that Blurry right. Photos coming up this month uh, because Brent and Amber Rose were a team uh, playing in uh, our trivia format against uh, Derek Hayes, yep. the Monster yep. Among Us. It was the so, two of us against him. <laughs> against yeah. the world. <laughs> so that w- that'll be a lot of fun. Look forward to that. Yeah. Will we win? Will we lose? Time will tell. <laughs> read the book (laughs) read the book (laughs) well amber thank you so much for joining us today we had a blast and uh, you guys are the best to talk to no absolutely absolutely i know i am so you're welcome (laughs) 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 thank you and you're gonna if you guys like you said we're gonna have links to all of her her stuff in the show notes so make sure you check out give her a follow buy the books support her and if you are in the area or have means to get there Come see her live. And we're going to be back after this with more Hysteria 51. How about that, Brent? Uh, Amber Rose is great. We we set her up. She knocked him down. Man, I can't praise 
her work enough because it's right in the sweet spot of telling, like, I think I mentioned this, it's right in the sweet spot of telling these stories, getting all the weirdness in there, but giving it such a, a robust historical context uh, that um, it, it's just a pleasure to to read her work. She has one of those like encyclopedic memories of names and things that my problem is names and dates just go right out of my head. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she's uh, you do a great job with that, too. She's great. Another uh, th- there's so many people out there that I think of when I think about that and uh, are, are so much better than me. And uh, that is what it takes to be able to when you hear these things, you know, think of like Rob Christopherson, which, he, you know, he hears one thing and he can tell you like the history of everyone that was involved and stuff. I've read it all. But then I went to sleepy time and <laughs> that all just filtered out. She this is like an encyclopedia. And I, I mean that like out of jealousy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's yeah, the best yeah. way to say it. Yeah. Dates are not my friend for sure. But yeah. uh, what I what I enjoy is she finds some um, – I, I, I would call it obscure history just because I'm not local – Right. But it's not obscure to them, you know. She she was talking about the the guy Ward, who was uh, the the millionaire, uh, and his family and stuff. And it's like there's all kinds of wild, crazy stories. I'm sure from everybody's neck of the woods. Um, but she she's really honed in on a bunch of uh, great ones from mi- the Michigan area, and uh, they're fascinating. And and you're always going to learn something because. <laughs> I mean, unless you know every player in Michigan's history, you know, from Cadillac up to um, friggin' Ford, <laughs> Lee Iacocca, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Lee Iacocca, who, who I always thought should have been a terrorist, but instead he was just a huge <laughs> mogul in the automotive was. industry. Well, that's was, true. Right? I guess. That's <laughs> true. That's terrible. I don't mean a terrorist, but he's just like one of those. I think for whatever reason, that name is just like, I always go to the wrong part of my brain uh, when is, I hear yeah. Lee Iacocca. It's it's one. It's I think it's because it sounds so close to Ayatollah, right? Probably, yeah. No humane in it. that though. So, but, <laughs> yeah. But there's you know she she does a great job with uh, telling that information, giving you enough history to where it doesn't bog you down, um, but it sets up like what's going on at the time when they were alive, what everybody else was kind of doing around them to have these weird things happen to them and how it was involved. And yeah, just, I mean, I guess, I guess if you're into well thought out and, and put together history, that's also entertaining. She might be, you know, that's don't get into that. <laughs> that's right. What was I thinking? Nah, she does a fantastic job. And, and I, I think we said this in the beginning, but please go to the show notes or just Google her. You'll find her web pages. You'll find her show. Uh, which I said has the greatest tagline ever. Dead air. Why didn't I think of that? I feel so yeah. dumb. This, yeah. is, you know. Anyway, uh, please, please, please give her a follow, and and hopefully you're also already following us. But if you're not, shame on you, number one. What are you doing with your life? Let's number one. Co- let's have a number one. Let's have a conversation about that. Anyway, no. Uh, if you want to follow us, you can. Well, you can Google us. You'll find us everywhere. You can go to hysteria fifty one dot it's got links to everything in there. 773-669-7277 is our phone number if you want to leave a voicemail or just go to that aforementioned hysteria51.com, click on the microphone, leave a message, leave a song. Write David a song. He needs one. Ooh. Write what's in your Write heart. Write me a jingle. 
like yeah. a uh, a commercial jingle. Yeah. What, what will? What if I'm a, a fast food restaurant? What would my jingle be? <laughs> I don't know, but I can tell you the name of your fast food: Cabbage John's. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down to Cabbage John's. <laughs> we got sauerkraut, cabbage, coleslaw. That's it. Full stop. It's like Cane's, but but different. <laughs> yeah. Do one thing. Do it well. <laughs> well, Cane's is out anyway. Shots ah! fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. Uh, what's going on in Shit's your neck fired. of the woods? You got anything? Um, <laughs> I'll direct everybody, we mentioned it, but uh, I'll direct them back to Quiz Quiz Bang Bang, uh, or I think I'm going to put it up on the Blurry Photos feed as well, but um, Brent and Amber Rose's episode uh, playing Paranormal Trivia with me hosting. Uh, a lot of fun, and you you might um, be able to recall some of the crap that I asked them and play along, see how you do, yeah. see if you can beat them, see if they win, see it's if they lose. It's us and a Mr. A Derek a Hayes. That's right. From Monsters, Monsters Among, Among Us. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, so we'll have links on all that. the Hysteria 51 stuff to that too. So so make sure nice. you, you give that a listen. And then you've got, uh, you're in the middle of October. Blurry Photober. Blur- That's right. Blurry uh, Photober. I am, I, I am uh, heating up all the uh, irons hot and pockets. I'm going to douse them and everything. <laughs> Eating up all the hot pockets. Get ready, ready the roofs of your mouths because these things are going to come in like napalm. Um, <laughs> Put me in your mouth. I'm ice cold, but it'll burn you somehow. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> uh, I've, I've got a few planned. Uh, we're going to do a film review. Um, I've got, of, of course, the annual ghost stories at the end of the month. And then I've got another one that I'm researching for and uh, reading reading a big old book on so they're taking a little while to bake in the oven but they're gonna they're gonna pop out like little muffins i don't know man i heard from uh ye that books are for suckers so i don't know i don't know why you're reading those books that's kanye if you're keeping up uh i nasty. Uh, i i'm gonna abstain <laughs> let's <laughs> let me take probably, a step back here before i get in a little bit of trouble <laughs> so yeah kids that's been everything give amber rose your love give her your follows give her your dollars and buy her books yeah go to do it on the website on her website yeah, buy them straight of a cut. from her mm-hmm. and uh yeah with that said i've been brent i've been david He's been conspiracy bot. Just kidding, thank God. <laughs> Fuck you, conspiracy bot. Terrible. It's terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.